you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. T G I F or happy day whenever you're listening to this. But we are getting our day started with. In my opinion, the most anticlimactic, weirdest finale for OC. Oh my gosh. I mean, you guys know I've been like not a huge OC fan, but I've actually been enjoying this season. And this was the most, I agree, random, odd finale. First of all, it wasn't even like we really like gave the party itself much light. They tried to have too much going on. The trip itself had just wrapped, you know, so it was just, to me, it felt like it was so rushed. And then this like OC reels band really made no sense. There was no need for it. To me, that goes to show like productions, like, all right, we need We're something. Yeah. We don't have anything. Like you guys are kind of getting along. <laughs> like, I wonder no, if that like, was part of fight. it. There's yeah. no big fight. So we need you to do something. And I have an idea. Why don't you have a band? Yeah, I, I, I maybe, I don't know. I just, the whole thing was so cringe too. I like, you could tell they edited the, like the version that they were, I don't know if they were lip syncing or we were just hearing an edited version. I will say though, it was just so cringe. I, as much as I love like something silly and fun to me, this was like, this was just so not needed the whole song idea and performing it. I it, no, no, bravo. Let's not do this again. And I know we're getting it next week in Nashville. So I think that's the other thing. I'm like, oh, I don't need housewives who can't sing making songs. We've we've had several seasons of that. And if we're gonna have it, I'd rather watch Lou or Kim Zolciak. <laughs> I'd even rather hear on display or good as gold. Those are some catchy bops, but like this, like my judge is like for a, a housewife song is like, would I want to hear someone perform this at BravoCon? I do not want to hear OC reels at BravoCon. I, I would, I want to hear Sheena. I want to, I'd actually want to hear Melissa Gorga on display. And we did hear Sheena. Remember that BravoCon? She well, came out with James and did good, good as gold. That's true. Yeah. We heard her. I feel like it was just a track. I don't think it was her singing live, but we did get like good as gold on there. Um, and we got, of course we've got Kim Zolziak, which don't be tardy for the party with Andy walking down with her was amazing, but I don't think Andy's going to be having OC reels perform for him anytime soon. I mean, who knows? He actually seemed on watch what happens live. He seemed to dig it. Anyhow, we're giving this a little bit too much attention for a song that we don't like, but I just want to hear your take on the rest of the episode, because honestly I was on the verge of falling asleep because I just was not interested. 
I feel like we rushed way too many things. The whole like vow renewal, not vow renewal. We're just taking pictures, but everyone's getting dressed up. Didn't make sense to me. Um, what else did we have going on there? Um, Gina blaming the bad spirits for her drunk behavior while they were in Aspen. So she left like a basket of stuff. I love how Emily's like, I don't think they need two bottles of Vuv. Like I think she was like, okay, come on. Like we're being a little ridiculous. And even the whole like resolution between Shannon and Gina felt like very fast and forced. I just think kind of like you, they're like, all right, you guys aren't giving us any much like left. We're just going to make this a 16 episode season. And here's what we got. And I just threw it out there. Like, I don't think production or like editing even cared that it was a bad finale. And we didn't even, this is the sign of a really bad finale. We did not get a glimpse of the reunion until the next day. It wasn't like, you know, typically after a finale wraps, you see the trailer for the reunion and they were like, probably like, yeah, it's not even worth showing it. Like, I mean, cause we didn't see it till the next day. Bravo released it the next day. Yeah. So, so I don't know. There it was you go. Fine. It was meh. I don't know that we need to spend more time on it. Yeah. That. But let's go to Nashville. Let's go to Nashville, man. Okay. I, a lot of people were hating on the house. I have to wonder if these people who are complaining about them getting a house in the suburbs have ever been to Nashville because the actual downtown area is pretty small and it's mostly just like, like high rise hotels, a few like luxury condos. There's no way they all could have been in one house. We would have had to get like four different condos per couple for it to actually work out. So I, I'm glad they did the house in the suburbs because we, otherwise we wouldn't have had a big house with everybody in it. I thought that house was awesome. I mean, I maybe because we're in the Midwest and I mean, we don't live in a home like that, but that <laughs> we've seen, yeah. We've seen homes like that. Like it's- also, yeah, I think just knowing Nashville too, like I had a feeling they probably weren't going to be on Broadway like all day, every day. So I think it made sense for them to be out in the suburbs because there's like a lot of fun stuff around there. There's a good winery um, just outside of Brentwood. And I had a lot of fun there when I was uh, there in the fall. So um, for those who are wondering why it was a house in the suburbs, I think it just had to do with the fact that, I mean, Nashville isn't a huge downtown area. It's a lot of fun though. I mean, um, truthfully, I don't know that I'd want to be on Broadway given like, I don't know. I I think you have to be in the mood for that. And I think it could have been a lot. And, you know, I guess we'll see next week kind of where they explore and they ended up going towards the lake. So the so yeah. location may make more sense. But another home that we got to say goodbye to was Teresa's house. Well, the timing of when we said goodbye is suspect. So if you noticed, Teresa was wearing a sports bra, a cute like athletic set, but she was wearing a sports bra top and leggings as she's packing up her house and saying goodbye. When she gets to her house with Louie, it looks like it's nice out because they're all outside. No one's shivering, you know. But when we actually, if you look at the scene and someone sent this to us and it's been on a lot of Bravo Facebook groups, when you see her actually driving away, there's snow on the ground. So I think they shot that later. Oh, okay. I think they had a reshoot. Cause why else would she be wearing? Like, I think for continuity, they had her wear the same outfit, but I, I would be shocked if there's snow on the ground and magically wherever they move to, there is no snow. And then she's in a sports bra. Like if it had been snowing, I don't think she's wearing just a sports bra with no, no jacket. A thousand percent. <laughs> and God, I got to give like tip my hat to those who can, who's noticed that stuff. Um, because honestly, like while I'm watching housewives, depending on 
what's happening in the episode. I'm definitely like scrolling on my phone. Like that's why we love housewives. It's like mindless TV, but damn those little details. Yeah. But I, I will say it was, it felt like an end of an era to say goodbye to that house and just seeing all the memories. Like it just took me back how long they've been there. Um, so I felt sad. And I, I mean, as much as I hate, I, you guys know we fucking hate Louie. <laughs> the new house is nice. It's like it a is. bit more updated, a little bit more modern. I thought like all the different rooms and stuff, it was like thoughtful. I am kind of, a, there's like two parts of me. One, I'm surprised that they have all those rooms because those girls are going to eventually move out and they're going to have no one in the house. I wonder if that was part of Teresa's thing though. Like I want all my girls to have their own room. I don't want this to feel like they're losing something beyond the house. I don't know. I thought the same thing though. I mean, they're all going to move out eventually. Like Gia, I I doubt we'll be spending as much time there. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So um, I thought it was sad and just seeing, I don't know. I also, I was going to say, I, as much as I don't like Louie, I did think the stone was a nice touch. I thought that was really sweet um, that he put that on there so that there was a piece of her parents in the house. I think he did a good job of making it feel like it was truly both of their homes, not like Teresa's moving into. I mean, I know they bought it together, allegedly. Um, I think he did a good job of it not seeming like Teresa's moving into a house that he bought or into a house that he redid. Like it seemed like they actually did a lot of it together and it really does seem like it's their home, which I thought was sweet. Um, now I still don't think he's like a great guy, but I just thought that was a nice touch. It was huh. a nice touch. Uh, what do you think? Why is it on housewives? We have to have people fighting over the room. So we get to Nashville. Also side note, I was waiting for more like, such East Coast, West Coast perceptions of the Midwest. Well, we had some of it. Yeah. Just hearing people talk about like, oh man, like they just assume like everyone's going to be like in cowboy boots. Well, they didn't even know what state they were in. So I will say I I did get, did pick up some of the, like, this is a flyover state vibes from them. Um, But yeah, I think they were a little surprised by what Nashville actually was, but it seemed like a few of them had been there. I mean, Jackie had been there. Um, Margaret, Margaret had been there. So I think some of them kind of knew that it was going to be, um, what, what to expect. But, uh, I just thought it was hilarious that Teresa made sure she got the room. Yeah. Well, and Dolores too, like, oh, cause they're engaged. Like she should have it. Like it honestly took me back to ultimate girls trip. Cause this is the most yeah. thing in my mind when Cynthia was like vouching for Kenya to get that, the master room because she's going through a divorce. Like it felt like the same Type of thing. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's talk about the fight. Uh, I feel like I just, I like in watching it, we actually texted a few people that are like, not any housewives, but are kind of like close to New Jersey. And we're like, did did something get edited out? Teresa flew off the handle so quickly. Now I get like, she called her like, you know, a a liar and other bad, like other mean names in there. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing like. But it wasn't like, I mean, to me, it wasn't anything. She's honestly, she said way worse to Jennifer when she was like, you know, and Jennifer has said way worse to Margaret. I and mean, we lips look had, like a monkey's asshole to me is way yeah. worse than what Margaret. Or like, you're just used to cheating because that's how you met your husband. Like, look at what you like, look at how you met your husband type of thing. Like, I just think like way worse things have been said, but, you know, being called a liar, Teresa just lost it. I think obviously Teresa was just, I mean, you could tell she came in ready looking for a fight with Marge. It just felt like she was going crazy for no reason. And 
I was a little disappointed that Dolores was like, I have to go with her. And even Marge was like, I will be so upset with you. I was really happy that Frank senior was like, we're the host. We're staying here with everyone else. We planned this. We're staying. And he even said like, this wasn't an issue. Like Marge is in that fall. I forgot how he worded it, but he basically was like, this is a Teresa anger issue. This isn't a Teresa and Marge issue, which it, that's kind of what it felt like. I feel like Frank low key is like the voice of reason. Like if anyone was going to voice over the <laughs> season, it should be Frank because I feel like he's being very reasonable, even with the whole like Jackie rumors or Evan rumors. Like he was quick to put the kibosh on that. No, I agree. And also I love that Margaret was quick to put Dolores in her place. She's like, you're like my best friend. Like we talk all yeah. the time, which we've talked about this before. I don't understand when they film the show, they don't play that up more because we know that they are actually like really good friends and hang out. I feel like more than any of the other pairings or people on the show. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I guess too, I guess with Dolores, like she's, I probably would say out of all the friendships, Dolores and Teresa and Dolores and Marge are the closest ones. So maybe it's just for Dolores being in a, in a weird spot. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, I felt like I, I could see why Marge was like, no, like you are my really good friend. Like, and I was just had drinks thrown on me. Like you going with Teresa. I thought Jennifer handled it a lot better. Like, I like how she said to Marge, like, I want to be here for you, but I rode in the car with them. Teresa has been there for me in these situations. I feel like I need to go in the van. I felt, I just thought like she handled it a lot better. Now, granted her and Marge are just now on good terms, but I think even in her interview, she was kind of saying like, I wanted to be there for Marge, but I knew kind of the best way to like calm down the situation would be to go with Teresa. And then, you know, Melissa obviously had to go because she knew if she didn't, then that would be the fight for the rest of the weekend. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the house now that Louie and Teresa though, allegedly or supposedly are getting a hotel. Yeah. I'm also just curious to see how this unfolds on the reunion. Cause like you, I felt like I was missing something. I was like, wait, like you said, did they edit something out? It just like felt like her reaction felt a little bit I don't want to say like performative, like she was planning on reacting that way, no matter what came out of her mouth. Cause she came in hot. Like Teresa, when she comes in hot, she comes in hot. It just felt to me like, really, this is where you're going to like throw shit and have like, you know, the table flip part two over because she called you a liar and stupid. Like, again, like I know those are in uh, everyday terms, everyday life terms, not nice things, but in housewives terms, like really, that's the thing you're going to lose your shit over. So It was weird. It was weird, but I'm excited for next week. Um, I also, I love when the men get drunk. We got to preview some of the pictures from Joey Gorga and like the penises of their, (laughs) on the balls on their face. Why not? And I love Tony. I love a drunk Tony. Tony's making a comeback. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for next week too. I could do without the song, but that's okay. Well, I think it will be less painful than what we saw in OC. Um, all right. Well, this, uh, we want to take a little bit of a break to talk to you guys about a exciting new product that we've been working with uh, Organifi, which is a great way to get in all the nutrients and vitamins that you would, as if you were juicing, I went on a juicing journey several years ago before, but like we were friends, Vanessa, but I think, I don't think we were like super close, close, close yet, but I bought a juicer I like really was like all into it. I'd watch documentaries on it. And if you've ever juiced, it's the most annoying time intensive process. You have to buy all of these fruits and vegetables. 
It doesn't even end up yielding that much juice because in fruit and vegetables, there's a lot of pulp and fiber and other things that get pulled out. And then the cleaning for it is terrible. So um, we were so excited when Organifi reached out to us and we've been using the products for the last week. I am really loving the um, afternoon drink, which is the red solution. Um, it gives you just like a little bit of a burst. I th- it's nice. Cause it like, it's like a little pick you up without that caffeine crash, but I have really just been enjoying getting to know these products. It wasn't something that I was aware of before. And I think for moms on the go, it's just so makes it so easy for you to get in the vitamins and minerals that you need for just a healthy life. Organifi is giving us 20% off so that you can try it as well. So to get that 20% off discount, you will go to www.organifi.com slash real moms. And the code is real moms for your 20% off. All right. Um, let's get back into summer house. Um, oh, this episode, like I just am so frustrated with somehow Lindsay being the center of all the drama before we get into the heavy annoying part, let's talk about why Vanessa's obsessed with Robert now. I fully agree too. Oh my God. I just, uh, so there Danielle, Robert and Paige were talking about Charleston and at that, at that time, it seemed like a done deal that they were going to be moving to Charleston and Danielle and her interviews is like, I've never moved for a man before. Like this just is like different. And Robert was so quick on his feet in their discussion about it. He said, you'd be the girl who didn't go to Paris. And I was like, Oh my God, it took me right back to the Hills. If you guys, I mean, I, apparently everyone, I was feeling very nostalgic. A lot of Hills reference from me um, on, on the real moms Instagram page this week. <laughs> But he, um, I just love a man who casually throws out a Hills reference. If you guys, I mean, if, I don't know if you guys have forgotten, I'm ashamed of you, honestly, but never forget Elsie choosing not to go to Paris, um, for that internship. Instead, she spends a summer with Jason and she regrets it. Cause I think they ended up breaking up that summer. So I just loved, I love that. I, I mean, I feel like for our generation, it was just like, oh, like a nod to the hills. It just warmed everyone's heart. I, I really, yeah, like you, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought it was the best, like best nod ever. Um, I also just enjoyed like that. I thought the whole party itself was like really nice. Like I just thought, I feel like Robert puts in such an effort for Danielle and her friends to make like the moments when he's there really special. And just the fact that like, you know, he cooks for everybody. Like I would feel like as a chef, like you, when you're not working, wouldn't you want like a little bit of a break? So I just thought, I just think it's so nice. Like the effort he puts out. And I feel like it really just makes me feel like they just have such a great relationship. I kind of feel like they're spoiled. Like I know that the table's like grateful, but I, I like, I don't know if it's because, you know, we're Midwest, but I would be coming with like a thank you card or like some, yeah. some sort of gift because he's cooked for them so many times. So many. They're just yeah. like accustomed to it. Like they're just spoiled by it. I feel, <laughs> but, uh, I also wish they would have shown Danielle, although I would love to give her credit. She didn't set up that tablescape. Um, she posted on her Instagram, like the team that she worked with on that. So I kind of wish they would have like acknowledged that. Cause they usually do. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that like, you didn't see a little bit more of that, but, um, 
At least she put it on her Instagram, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, well, and I'll give them some love. It was like Hidden Gems. and It looked really pretty. Yeah. yeah, Hidden Gem NY, and they were the ones who did it. So I just wish they would have gotten a little bit more love because it was beautiful. So anyhow, I digress. Um, let's talk about Amanda not having steak in Lover. Yes. I loved that Amanda's like, look, if you want to have a prenup, I'm game. But I'm getting something with of this company too. Like I currently have nothing with Loverboy right now. You're saying it's so important to protect this company, but I've given so much to this company. I'm not walking away without a job and without any ownership. I'm all for it. I'm like, you know what? Good for you, Amanda. Use this prenup to your gain as well. And I don't think she's taking advantage of a situation. It's not like, oh, I'm marrying someone. I've done nothing for this company and I just want stake in it. She is, I mean, honestly, when they were having all of their supply issues and trouble with the pandemic last season, we saw them having a hard time getting things shipped. They didn't have product. It was the merch that was selling. And that merch is amazing. So I, I agree. I think she should have a piece in the company and I love that she's going to fight for that. Well, and the branding is all her and branding, I think is obviously you need a good product, but it could, and you can argue it could be equally as important because that's how people want to get their hands on the product. Like she's the creator behind that iconic logo and all of it. So I definitely think she has, should have stake. I'm just surprised a little part of me is like, girl, I mean, aren't you a little business savvy? Like, how did you get into this without, but I guess Kyle had created it and she kind of came in just to work on the design side um, full time. And they just happen to have a relationship where it gets messy. I do find her hesitation with the prenup funny and, I saw a Bravo account point this out and it made me laugh, but she has no problem having Kyle write like on a napkin, basically like a contract if he like messes up the wedding, but has all these like preconceived notions with the prenup. So it just like makes me laugh, honestly. Um, I did think that was a little interesting. Yeah. Cause she's like, I feel like it's like, we're, we're assuming we're not going to work out. And I was like, well, that was kind of what you did with the whole, if we don't get married, you owe my parents money. But yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe because that came up as a result of some fights or some things he had said, and this is coming up in the last minute. I don't know. I like um, how you're trying to rationalize it. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make but, sense though. I mean, it I, makes sense to her. So yeah. Go. <laughs> so go Amanda. Um, I feel like Demois is like the friend of Summer House. It is oh my reference three different times. It's someone made a meme. I think it was Ryan Bailey. He said that Demois made more appearances than Alex and it made me Aww. laugh because I'm like that. <laughs> That is so true. Alex was back though. Yeah, he was back. Yeah, we'll acknowledge that. He was back. But yeah, Demois came up again because of Craig. And I forgot. I forgot. I can't keep up with Craig's love life. He's always up to something. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard, especially right now. Um, we'll talk on our Patreon, but a timeline of Craig's suckups would be pretty helpful. Uh, so what did you think? So then we, we had this, like, you know, the bonfire party and then there's the whole, like, Ama doesn't come back and Lindsay goes crazy. And then they end up at a winery. And I had a lot of, like, I try to love Paige. I, and I think that there's just something about her that like I've loved from previous seasons and I'm really struggling with this season. I really didn't like the way she fired up Sierra and like her face when Sierra was like fighting and throwing stuff at Lindsay was like, she was enjoying it way too much. And then in this episode, Andrea is talking about how he realized that he really loves Lexi and that, 
you know, they are not together. And he mentioned when he was single and like having fun um, and her face kind of like dropped. And she was like, I almost ended things with Craig for you and like got mad at him. I'm like, do you realize what you're saying? You were dating two men at the same time. And you're mad that you found out that uh, you weren't like the center of Andrea's universe. To me, it was more just like an ego thing, I guess, with Paige. But it really made me disappointed that like she couldn't acknowledge basically her realizing how she felt about Craig and pushing Andrea aside is what Andrea is now realizing about Lexi. And that Paige was a little bit more of like a fun distraction, but he really loves Lexi and he wants to try to pursue something with her and he thinks the door is closed. Like I would think she'd almost be a little bit more like, that could have been me if Craig said, you know what? No, I'm, I'm done with you. I don't like that you made out with Andrea. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's definitely thinking these are crocodile tears. Like, yeah, I don't feel that bad for you. Like you'd never express how sad you were or any of that is my assumption. Um, but yeah, I no Paige to me and I do like Paige. I think she is, I hate to be like voice of reason, but she's usually pretty logical in her thoughts. We all love her confessionals and like the funny thing she says. However, there is a little mean girl there and she sides with Sierra, which is her loyalty and her friendship. So I totally get what you're saying. I didn't think she needed to be as angry or as bothered by Andrea the same way I feel, which I know you feel the exact same way. I don't know why Sierra or any of the women really are so bothered by Lindsay just doing whatever she wants. Because when guys do that, no one is like commenting on that. Let's be real. Like no one is. Well, and I kind of feel like Lindsay's just been very open. Like I want to kiss a lot of frogs to find my prince. And then like, I felt like everyone's like, well, like, what are you like, what's wrong with you emotionally that you have to be like, try to find like, you know, are always looking for a guy. And I think she's made it pretty clear. Like she's hoping to find the one she wants to have fun along the way. It doesn't mean she has to only be like, okay, like, you know, give me your resume and your banking information. I have to see if there's a future here, but I think she's like, she's going to have some fun. She's going to hook up with guys and she's just going to see what's out there. And I felt like, yeah, it was very much a double standard that everyone jumped on her. And I don't think Amanda meant it in a negative way, but I think asking it in front of the group was a really poor decision Yeah, because it gave everyone the opportunity to then jump on her, jump on mm-hmm. Lindsay. And I could see why she walked away. I, got, I would be like, screw this. I'm not having this conversation when I've been very open about what I'm doing. I'm not hiding anything. Absolutely. I did think Amanda was coming from a good place. I just think in how she brought it up, I think Lindsay, and when she gets upset, she hears one thing and almost like doesn't hear anything else. Yeah. Like she, you know, you hear Amanda, like, is like trying to rationalize. Like she's like, I've known you a long time. I'm genuinely like just looking out for you. She's trying to be like a good friend to her. So I do think Amanda was coming from a good place. I just think in terms of how they got there, just kind of messed with Lindsay and the intentions there. And there's probably stuff we missed. Honestly, they edit so much out. Um, that there's probably more to it too with Lindsay's reaction. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I th- like, I think her going off on Carl when he's like, are you okay? And she, like, I think that was more just a feeling ganged up on. Cause like I do, I mean, Carl obviously was coming from a place of concern. I was also just disappointed. Like I know it was drunk Kyle, but he was like, basically like, being like, yeah, Lindsay's being a bitch. It was like, no, she's upset because everyone ganged up on her. Like, I guess I think the better advice to say to Amanda is pull her aside. And I think she said, I think I'm going to go talk to her. 
And I can't remember who it was. who was like, I think that's a good idea. And then she did pull her aside and they had that, they started the conversation. But um, I also just think wineries are bad places to try to have any like serious conversations about love life's just life <laughs> yeah. decisions. Like, especially with a group, uh, just not the place to do it. Well, and after that party bus, we didn't even talk about the, par- the party. Oh my bus gosh. Was really yeah. Fun. I really enjoyed all the games. I actually, it was funny. Um, my friend Kelly texted me and she's like, we should totally do that game with the two minute to ask someone a question and like grill them. It was just like, kind of, it was just fun. It was, I feel like it, I was kind of surprised that everybody was, well, mostly Maya was so honest because she knows the group the least. I feel like that would be such a fun game with like good friends because it could be like shit you've always wanted to ask or like, you know, if somebody has like a funny quirk that they always do, you could be like, why do you always say this? Why do you always do this? Like just kind of like making them like squirm a little, but, um, you know, for Maya, like she was asked like a lot, like asked about what dreams, when does she masturbate? And she just like answered it perfectly. I, I, I'm loving Maya so much. She is just such a good balance for the show because she doesn't spark a lot of drama. We don't need, like we got rid of Hannah. We don't need a Hannah 2.0. We don't need somebody coming in here. That's like trying to hook up with a ton of guys. Cause we kind of have that chaotic energy with Lindsay right now. Like she's just such a perfect fit for the show. And I loved in this episode that like, she kind of came out of her shell a little bit more, which I feel like she's doing every episode to me. And I put this on our notes. She's like the perfect introvert. And I mean, that in the best compliment ever. Like she's definitely very introverted, but um, doesn't come across as like overly shy, I guess. And she's a little bit guarded, but she's definitely opened up more and I appreciate it. So we're here for you, Maya. Send us some cookies. Um, I know, well, they're right now you have to get on a wait list. I'm on I know list. I signed up. Did you notice? I did that? too. Yeah. I, I, I signed up, up with- on our real mom's email. I did too. We both did then. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. We didn't talk to each other yeah. about that. But I was like, oh, when these come back, I'll order some cookies. Yeah. So we'll let you guys know what the, how the cookies are like. Um, this brings us to our shout out phase. Uh, I feel like Vanessa already knows who my shout out is going to be. So I'll go ahead and just go first with it. I Somebody messaged us and just said, do you have any recommendations for sweaty armpits, uh, like just cause we recommend like beauty products that we use or things that we've used for like dry skin or like my pregnancy skin has been crazy. So I've just been kind of sharing what seems to work in the moment. And I like many people, and I didn't realize, I always thought it was like a small group of us. There was a large group of us that struggled with sweat when we were teenagers. Thank God I've outgrown it. I will say the warrior still fighting the fight. My heart is with you. But I, um, in high school had like a, just, I don't know, like an over perspiration problem, which is really odd. Cause when I was a child, I didn't sweat and I'd get overheated. So I don't know, maybe my body just overcompensated, but, um, I would have to use this prescription strength liquid that you would put on your armpits. And then they said to make it most effective, you had to seal it with Saran wrap and go to sleep and it would burn so bad. Like it would basically get deep into your armpit pores so that you couldn't sweat the next day. And then you just use like a light deodorant when you woke up. I mean, my I, mind is blown. So like, yeah. was the saran wrap, how, like, did you have almost it like wasn't, a bra? Like how, no, it wasn't like wrapped around like my chest or anything. Like, cause it was like pretty sticky and it was a liquid. So my mom, like I would just open my, like put my arm up and she would just kind of like cut a piece, like to fit my armpit. And we would just like put it on there. And then I'd put my arm down. It didn't even like go over like wouldn't wrap over my shoulder or anything like that. I think some people probably did that, but we just would do it like as a, 
like just put it basically cut a piece to fit my armpits. And I would wear like, instead of wearing a really loose shirt to bed, I'd wear a little bit more of a fitted one. So it wouldn't like, it would help it stay in there. But I shared that and said like, here's a deodorant that I'll use in the summers and said like, I've gone through the whole perspiration problem. The amount of DMs we got from people like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one doing saran wrap. Like I remember the saran wrap as a teenager. And then we got a really sweet message from a a mom of a teen who said, my daughter really struggles with this. It's very embarrassing for her. I'm really excited to share with her that there's other people that fought this as a teenager too. So I was just like, oh, like you never know by sharing your sweaty pits who you're going to help. So my shout out is to all of us that had to do the saran wrap, whether you did the saran wrap or not. If you ever had to do a prescription like liquid or ointment for excessive sweat, my shout out is to you because it, oh, it hurts so bad. It just burned and itched like terrible. So I hope you all are over it now that we're older. Um, so my shout outs to all of us with our saran wrap pits. Oh my God. I love it. My shout out is going to go to Garcelle Bouvet because her press store has been amazing. And we're going to discuss it on our Patreon, patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. But I just loved how like savage, how unapologetic she is. And it just gets me so excited for this upcoming season of Beverly Hills. Um, I, I can't wait to discuss what's been going on this week. So that will be over on our Patreon, as Vanessa mentioned. And you can join for as little as $3 a month. And with that, we will catch you next week. Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Ubrojapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story. Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness. My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from Ubrelvi, it can help someone else. Ask your doctor about Ubrel-V, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at ubrelv.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by AbbVie.